Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are going to the Rainbow Room with Will and Grace and Will's parents uh, for another fun episode of the show. Hooray! Uh, this one's kind of just like a general fun episode. Uh, we don't normally get to say that about Will's parents. Yes, typically when Will's parents are involved, uh, I do a lot of whining and crying and groaning and moaning. And hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil. Hammer, anvil, hammer, anvil. Um, well, let's just get right into the episode then. We can talk a little bit more about Will's parents and why we like them this week. Alrighty. So this episode is episode 19 of season four. And it is called Cheatin' Trouble Blues. Is that like a reference to something? Well, I would assume so, but I don't know what it is. All right, let's go on. Will presents his newly reconciled parents, guest stars Sidney Pollock and Blythe Danner, with a romantic cruise on their anniversary. But his idealistic plans are scuttled when he learns that each is hiding a secret. Okay, so like, I don't think we should beat around the bush here. The secret in one case is a bush. And probably in both cases, actually, Tim is a yoga teacher, and he seems like he doesn't really shave down there. Yeah, okay, so they're both having affairs. Like, previously, we knew that Will's dad was having an affair with Tina. Mm-hmm. She's the one with the very annoying laugh, whom I hate. Yes. I hate her. I hate Will's dad, usually. But in a fun turn of events, Blythe Danner, Will's mom, is also having an affair with Tim, the yoga instructor. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Like, Tina is annoying, but, like, Tim yeah. is bendy. Yeah, apparently she's never been more in touch with her body. And she's enjoying the workout, too. <laughs> um, this episode is just an interesting one because, you know, like, you kind of guess what the setup is going in. Like, mm-hmm. Tess and I were kind of like, oh, maybe the affair is over, but probably not. Oh, maybe she's having the affair. Maybe they're both having an affair. You know, right. like, it's it's a pretty transparent plot. But it works still. Well, I appreciate that it, the episode doesn't really beat around the bush either. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, there's a lot of setup where Will and Grace are nervous about it. But after that, like, they give them the cruise and the parents are, like, all cute about it. But then they each ask if they can bring a buddy mm-hmm. on the cruise. Which I believe is wasp speak for mistress or masteress. Yeah. How booked is this cruise? <laughs> yeah, so, um... I, just, I love the idea that Will's bought his parents a cruise. And they're like, that's so sweet. We're each going to separately buy a separate room for our... Secret buddy. Yes, for our buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's very, it's it's very funny because we kind of see this whole setup where in Will's nervousness, he's like, my parents have really been getting along great. And because Grace is sort of unsure about this cruise purchase. Mm-hmm. And turns out Grace typically has pretty uncanny right. sort of sense when it comes to Will's parents. And she's super right about this. Obviously, the reason they're all lovey-dovey with each other is because they're both being sexually satisfied elsewhere. Right, of course. Because that was always the difference that they were always fighting because Will's dad was getting sexual satisfaction outside the marriage. Yes. And Blythe Danner was not. Yeah, which I think is sexism. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that she's getting some nookie. Yeah. Equal pay for equal work, I think. Okay. I equal don't... sex pay for equal sex work. I was no, say... that's different. I don't think that there was any... Um sex work happening so i would hope that they are not in fact being paid for the for the sex Perhaps i don't think just, the mastress gets paid for the sex i think he might get paid for the yoga though and yeah. i think that's fair yeah i think it's if like he's sh- providing a yoga service in addition to banging her out yeah he should get paid for the yoga service but not any more than a normal rate yeah like i mean i don't know like maybe if it's in his contract like you get a bonus if you sleep with the person but mm-hmm. also were we just watching a show where like it doesn't count as prostitution if you pay them for something else too yes i think that was literally on an episode of svu that we watched yeah. So it's not prostitution if you pay them for a legitimate reason. Yes. But also the reason is to have sex with you. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yoga instructor can get paid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and they just, they do, both Will's parents seem extremely happy. They are mm-hmm. communicating better. They're mm-hmm. kind of all over each other, which is a little bit weird to see. I've heard, I shouldn't say I've heard that. I've seen that in a lot of other media, and I don't know how true it is in real life. Mm-hmm. But it makes kind of sense that, like, once you're, like, if you haven't been having sex in a while because your marriage is dead, but then you start having sex, like, I could totally see that revitalizing, like, your actual marriage, too. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, it could also be um, both of them trying to assuage their guilt by being extra affectionate toward the other. But they do not seem very guilty in this episode. They do not. And I kind of love that about this episode. I do, too. Like, I... from the very beginning, we're, like, very primed to, like, be like, go, Will's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think at first it's because they're getting back together. But then, like, as the episode goes on, like, they both reveal that the cheating is happening on both sides. And more less than usual, we get don't get a lot of, like, blowback from that like will isn't happy yeah but like i guess that makes sense like for any child whose parents have been together for your entire life witnessing that change Mm -hmm. where they are happy with other people would be very jarring and it it totally makes sense but yeah they both seem happy and it all it feels like a very adult thing that's happening Mm -hmm. because once it's all out in the open like they are able to have an adult conversation and come Mm -hmm. to an adult conclusion about their relationship yeah which is that they should get separated. Yeah. Because they both have found fulfilling relationships elsewhere. Yes. They don't have children. They have adult children. Yes, their children are adults and they don't need to stay together for the kids or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think it makes a lot of sense. But I think it also kind of sucks for Will because his entire romantic parent plan just mm-hmm. completely backfires. Well, I think it's funny too because because we're being primed to view the um, parents as making the right decision all mm-hmm. the way through the episode... The humor kind of becomes at the expense of Will and Grace. Yeah, the humor kind of becomes Will for being, I don't know, I guess, so naive that he first thinks that his dad has ended mm-hmm. the affair. And then that naivety kind of continues where then even once he finds out that they're both having, they're, they're sleeping with someone on the side, that he's just hoping that they can work it out. So then he like blurts it out at the table. Right, right. But and they, then, they obviously both know. Yeah, for sure. Like, like they're just like, like not. The, the dad is surprised, I guess, to have it confirmed. But yeah. like, I feel like they both were aware that each of them was right. sleeping with someone else. Well, and for Grace, the comedy is kind of like, it's twofold. Because it's one that's like, first of all, like Grace is this unwashed heathen. Yes. As, as Blythe Danner kind of implies. Ugh, like, God. oh, I need to talk to you. You're one of the people. My friends are so snobby. I don't want to say anything bad about your family. But for Catholics, they are awfully waspy on your dad's mm-hmm. side. And I have definitely been at family gatherings where that has been the attitude towards mm-hmm. me. Where it's like, oh, well, you're just... The hag. So we're going to <laughs> just discuss these filthy things with you. Well, see, you're in the same category as my cousin's wife, I think. Where, yes. like, clearly you are from, like, a lower social class. So, like, you understand what the people are talking about. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how nice I dress or how mm-hmm. not hungover I appear to be, even though usually I am, in fact, hungover. It just, it doesn't matter. I am one of the unwashed masses <laughs> when it comes to certain people on your father's side of the family. Well, and I, I think the other thing that is funny about Grace this week, which I hope doesn't happen at any family functions that I bring you to, is that Grace is just, like, so squicked out by the image of Blythe Danner, like, getting it on with this yoga teacher. And, like, we're, we're mocking her for being offended, because, like, that's not fair. Like, right. Blythe Danner's a human. She's allowed to have sexual fulfillment. But also, like, ew, that's, like... Your best your, friend's mom. Your best friend's mom. Like, yeah, and I, I would like to imagine that I would be a more evolved human being. But let's be real. If your mom came up to me to tell me she was having an extramarital affair... Oh, and, yeah. ...and tell me all about her sex life, I would barf. If Just we go away with your parents this weekend and your mom starts telling me about fucking your dad, I will barf on okay. her. Okay, my dad sometimes gets drunk and tells me about how much sex they're not having, so that seems oh, no. far more likely. Let's get your parents to have sex. 
See, I'm, I'm, I'm totally around on this issue. As long as they're not talking to me about it, I can totally parent trap someone. You know someone. at least one of us is going to have to share a hotel room with them, though, right? Why? Because my parents are cheap. They're not going to get their own hotel room. This isn't a romantic getaway for them. Well, what about us? Why don't we share with your siblings? Yeah, but I have several siblings, and then there's bringing, Kathy's bringing some friends with. That's dumb. Wait, are any of the friends gay? No. That's not important. <laughs> Matthew has literally got the attention span of a gnat. Like, he's just, his penis is just like an antenna, and he's just he's seeking the gays. So as soon as I mention, like, person he hasn't interacted with before, he's like, is he gay? That literally happened in the episode, though, where Will is like, oh, I thought she was playing tennis. And then Grace is like, oh, no, the tennis instructor is gay, so she moved on to yoga. Yeah, And, and then Will's like, Peter is gay? Wait, focus. <laughs> but, like, literally, you are Will. You're yeah. just like, Peter? He's gay? Ooh. <laughs> Wait, no, not the situation Not the situation had. Yeah, but then again, I feel like nothing's ever going to top that time we were sitting at the bar with my mom and that guy was talking into her bad ear and telling her all the filthy things he wanted to do to her. <laughs> and she couldn't hear because my my mother is mostly deaf in one ear. Mm-hmm. So this guy was basically like saying things to my married mother who's drunk out with her children about like, how, uh-huh. how he like wants to just like eat her pussy and all this stuff. And my mom's like, that's nice. <laughs> she cannot hear him. And I am sitting there because I can hear him because he's not as quiet as he thinks he is. I couldn't hear him at least. Well, you were sitting three people over from him. I feel like you were outside of the bubble, but I'm <laughs> sure you watched me just like pale. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your face was priceless. And then I, ha- I had to be like, mother, we must, we must alight. <laughs> we must leave this place. Back to the 18th century we go, woman. <laughs> oh. In our time bus. Anyways, so yeah, basically, um, Grace is mortified. She cannot deal with this. As are we all. But she also can't deal with this in the fact that, like, she can objectively see that this is probably a good move for Will's parents Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more open and honest about their own actual needs in a relationship. And she kind of says that later a little bit. Yeah, but she's trying to be a supportive friend, and Will is kind of, like, stomping his foot and being like, No! (laughs) (laughs) Mommy and Daddy can't get divorced! I don't want that! I don't want two Christmases! Yeah. And one of those going to be with Tina. Ugh. Ugh. God, we hate Tina. But yeah, so she's she's really kind of stuck in this unfortunate balancing act this whole episode. And she's getting it from all sides. Like, it's mm-hmm. just everyone is not But nice. like, not in a sexy way. Yeah. She even got shit from the guy in the elevator. Mm-hmm. All the way up to the rainbow room. Yeah, there was a weird start to the episode. There was like a weird bit where like, Grace could walk in heels... And they hung out in the elevator with I mean, a weird guy. I have understood that feeling, but also, like, there are 65 floors in this building, and there is no fucking way you're going to walk up that. No, zero chance. Speaking of, <laughs> should we move quickly to touch on the other half of this sure. episode? Um, so we kind of mentioned that the episode is kind of one joke for the Will and Grace plot, and that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, but it is not an exaggeration for the Jack and Karen plot it this week. It is literally one joke. And, and it's funny. It's, it's kind of a two-part joke. The first part of the joke is that they're at Rockefeller Center and Karen is afraid of elevators. So she makes Jack carry this cake up 60-odd flights of stairs with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because... It's not easy to go up 60 flights of stairs, I would imagine. I've never been stupid enough to do that. 65 flights of stairs, in fact. I looked it up. But they're uh, they're all dressed to the nines, and yes. they're just going up the stairs one by one. And, like, it's kind of a little bit like the prison episode a couple weeks back, where, yes. like, they start off, like, really good, and then, like, they start to, like, break down a little bit, and then they think they're doing better, but then they're actually doing worse. Yes. 
it starts off very, by floor two, they're like, Karen, how does my butt look when I walk up the stairs? And she's like, ooh, it's nice. There's nice lift on the left cheek. And then, like, a cute kiss in the middle as you go for the right cheek going up. Right. And, and then by, like, floor 40, like, they've collapsed. Yes, they're just, they're both breathing very heavily. It's not going well. They've lost the cake. Yes, and so then Jack realizes that he's lost the cake. And they have to go back down mm-hmm. to the 21st floor. To get the cake. Where they left the cake because that is where Jack pantsed Karen and she knows this because she's like here I am on the 21st floor no pants on again (laughs) and we don't get an explanation for it but we don't probably want one as we realize as we're sitting there on the 45th floor about to go back down 20 odd flights of Mm -hmm. stairs that Karen's fear of the elevator is not in fact based in reality it's based in the first scene of the movie Speed starring Keanu Reeves (laughs) yes and she's confused that for her actual memories and fears. Which, I mean, I guess if you were on as many horse tranquilizers as she is, that could happen a little bit more easily. Yeah, that's fair. But, so then, this is where things kind of take a turn for the bizarre. Yeah, it's the, like the second half of the joke is that, like, they come to this realization and, like, Jack and Karen are like, oh, that makes perfect sense. And then they just, like, keep taking then they the start stairs. going back up the stairs again. Yeah, they just keep taking the stairs. They walk all the way back down to the 21st floor, and then they walk all the way up to the 65th floor for no reason, having previously established that they are not, in fact, afraid of the yeah. stairs. I think that's one of the things that I love most of the episode, is it's just, like, it's a really stupid plot. It's so stupid. But, like, these characters are stupid enough that they would do that. Like, it's almost like a cartoon. Yes. This is very cartoonish. It, like, I could see, like, a, a Daffy Duck cartoon where, like, you know, Daffy and Elmer Fudd go up to the 43rd floor and then they go down to the 21st and then they go all the way back up again. I mean, then they go all the way back down again. I know that you were unable to experience a childhood and you did not watch SpongeBob very often, mm-hmm. but there is an episode where the Krusty Krab, which is the restaurant where SpongeBob works, starts making pizzas. Okay. And he goes to deliver a pizza. And it's just this long slog where it starts out very happy, but then at one point they're walking through like an underwater blizzard and it's mm. crazy and Squidward is miserable and he's wet. And it was it was very much so like that. Like I could almost see Jack being like, Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza for you and me. Like I wouldn't be surprised to learn that this episode inspired that episode of SpongeBob <laughs> or vice versa because they were so similar. I, I think it was just a fun... Uh, comic relief. Yes. Like, this show sometimes struggles with having two plot lines that are equally strong while being different kinds of comedy. Yes. Yeah, so this one was very much so like traditional sitcom happening. Yes. And then I don't know what to Slapstick call. cartoon from yeah, slapstick the 50s. Cartoon weirdness. Yeah. I don't know. It was just funny though. It worked. I have. And the show does comedy and drama splits really well, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's it finds itself struggling sometimes when it tries to create two comic storylines that actually work as counterpoints. Yeah, so I think this episode definitely works, and I think part of it's because Will and Grace's plotline is um, comedy with, like, a couple drops of drama. Mm -hmm. And then we have Karen and Jack's plotline, which is just straight-up, like, farcical nonsense. Yes. And, like, it works really well in conversation because whenever anything starts to get a little too heavy in the Will's parents' Mm plotline, we can pull back and watch Karen and Jack go up some stairs. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we watch them stretch because they're going to walk down the stairs. Even though they know they can take the elevator now. They know they can take the elevator. They know they don't have to do this. They're <laughs> going to take the stairs anyway. I would also like to commend Karen Walker for doing that entire thing in heels. Because mm-hmm. that's crazy. And like a fantastic glittery pantsuit. Oh my god. That was a pretty great moment when she uh, um, does a pose and goes, Liza with a Z. <laughs> that was nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just a really strong episode. And I appreciate that... 
while Will and Grace's status quo will remain unchanged because of the sitcom, mm-hmm. I kind of appreciate that tertiary characters on this show sometimes get to have their plots develop. Yes, absolutely. And I, I sitcoms are like that, you know. Right. And I, I absolutely agree that Will's parents super need to separate. They've mm-hmm. probably needed to separate for a very, very long time. I mean, we've never actually even seen them on screen together. Yeah, I think this is the first episode where they actually co-star yeah. in the same scenes. And I feel like it's very true to the characters that they are they are separated in life already. Yes. They just, like, haven't made it official yet because they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. So they're, like, probably, like, living in the same house, never seeing each other. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we get to see them kind of move on with their lives mm-hmm. and grow and develop. And Will learns a lesson, although whether it will have repercussions is still TBD. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I do sort of appreciate that Will's attempt to make them tell the truth to one another mm-hmm. helps them to realize and address a truth in their relationship. Mm-hmm. It just sucks for Will because that wasn't the truth he wanted them to acknowledge. Yeah. He wanted them to both own up to having an affair and then... And then fall in love again somehow. Stop having affairs and fall in love again, yeah. Right. Whereas they both went, wow, we're both having affairs and we're leaving these completely separate lives and why are we together exactly? That right. doesn't make sense. Well, Will is willing to ignore a lot of realities for love, as we've seen in his personal life. I mean, just this week on The Revival, he is apparently calling his original ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Who is probably going to be on next week. Yeah. Because the universe hates me or something. Yeah, Matthew is going to continuously be tortured by Michael as a side character on this show, no matter what iteration it's in. I just, like, I'm just so frustrated because, like, he was such an obvious side character from the beginning and then wasn't. And now it's literally 20 years later and we're like, but what if Michael was the one? And I'm like, I will pull out my ears. Pull them out? Not my hair, my ears. I mean, I guess from like a, like a practical standpoint though, like I know for a fact that this show could not afford to book Bobby Cannavale for that many episodes. So it makes sense that it's not Vince that is like the, the, end, the end up, the, the end game. Right. But also, I mean, are they going to recast Michael? Is it going to be that random guy again? Like, I mean, I can't imagine that they would even... I can't imagine making a difference one way or the other. It would probably cost them more to recast him. But also, like, they may as well because no one knows who that guy is. Right, because I'm pretty sure he shows up in, like, mm, Literally one episode. An episode? Yeah. yeah. Literally one episode, yep. And I just, like... I think it's such a weird move because I don't think anyone who's watching the show cares well, about yeah. Michael. Like, even people who have been watching the show for a long time, like, I mean, maybe this is different for you than for me, but, like... We've moved on, like, clearly it didn't work out, and, like, then he didn't appear in the show for at least the next two seasons. I mean... Presumably the rest of the show, too. Well, that's the thing for me, is, um, seeing as the show is willing to rewrite its entire series finale Mm -hmm. to make this new series happen, to me it sort of seems weird to have erased some things, but not other things right and so it seems it seems very strange it's like a it's this extremely deep cut it's like you know how in that episode will deep likes michael's instagram that's kind of how it feels because unless you've been watching the show since episode one you're probably like okay like they give enough context and say that it's like will's ex but like but you have no context for it. it's just it's actually it's kind of perfect because it's just like in the early episodes of the original season where they keep talking about this michael and we have no context for who he is and what the relationship is but even in those situations, we did know for a fact that they had an eight-year-long relationship. Yes. They lived together, and it didn't work out. Yes. And then we later find out.